Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio. Hopefully you're not driving around too much. It ain't good at the bottom of the hill. Coach lives up the hill, so I'm glad Coach Marty Mortemag was able to make it down. How's the roads on the way here? Four-wheel drive, baby. Well, you got yourself a nice truck, so you're good. <laughs> and we make sure to keep the truck clean over here at Dazzler's Car Wash, too. More on that in just a minute. But uh, it, it was uh, it was like, it's so funny. The first time it snows, everybody has forgotten how to drive in the snow, even though we all live here. So it's like Mario Kart on the way down to campus. But drive slow out there if you are. Uh, out and about. Welcome back. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Time for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg in studio with us as he does the second hour of each Monday show here uh, on Nuana's Now. It's presented by Front Street Pizza, Dazzler's Car Wash, and Rome Student Housing. Go check out Front Street Pizza. They have traditionally sourced delicious pizza. You can get it by the slice or by the full pizza pie. We'll also give you a chance to win a free large pizza each Friday. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks to Front Street Pizza, located right there on Front Street, below Rome Student Housing, just across the street from the old public library, up from the new public library, here in the heart of Missoula. Coach, first of all, how, how was the weekend? I know a uh, big weekend for the Mornowigs, because uh, not only did Montana get a 57 nothing win, but your two boys, they both got some coaching wins too. So fill them in. How did... Uh, Columbia and Carroll do. Let's eat, baby. It was a big weekend, 3-0, and because the Lions and Grizz and Saints. Oh, my. Isn't that from uh, <laughs> what, right. what movie? What is that uh, movie? Lions, there? Tigers, and Bears, oh, my. I can't remember something. Yeah, so the Columbia Lions beat Harvard at Harvard Ooh, for the first time a good since 1995. There was not one player born. Uh, since it's for happened, sure. so that was that's a huge win for Columbia, and then of course the Grizz game. I'm, so I watch I watch Columbia, yeah, right in a hell of a game now. I mean, a heck of a game at Harvard, right about the time it ends, right about the time I've got to go to the stadium for the Grizz game, and I've got the Carroll College Saints game streamlining on my phone that's kind of going on and off. Yeah, and they had a big win to to set up a big game next week. Against Southern Oregon, uh, really they beat Southern Oregon against the College of Idaho. Right, and College of Idaho has been good uh, for lately. sort of all the marbles. So what a big weekend for us! I appreciate you asking. But the Grizz, huh? The uh, the Gri- the Grizz game was fascinating because certain in certain ways the Grizz looked way better. Yeah, they looked way better getting in and out of their stuff. You can just. I think what we were talking about the last couple weeks, how when Chris Brown's in the game, they just don't really have much trust in the diversity of what they can do. But then they get their seventh-year guy back in there, and they put all the trust in him. You can just tell he's he's running the show. I mean, he's he's making all the calls pre-snap, and they just looked way better. Also, though, man, I I was just so disappointed in Cal Poly. Cause, I mean, you could be overmanned, but also, like, you got to have some pride, man. Like, you, you got to tackle. The, the second half, Montana was just running dive, and... You know they ran to the to the tune of about 250 yards in the second half alone. I mean, they they put the big back in Nick Osmo, and I I think you could tell they were trying to just 
keep a conservative run the clock, and you know then he would just break tackles for 25-yard run after 25-yard run. Cal Poly also had no chance to flip the field because the punter couldn't hold on to the ball. So, they, I mean, the game was getting played basically uh, 35 yards and in. That's about it. So, you know, progress for the Grizz, but also, man, Cal Poly, man, that's – that's tough, man. They're, they're a long ways away. Well, it appears so, doesn't it? Coming yeah. in, I was surprised. I was too. Uh, because in talking to their coaches, I really like their coaches. I mean, there's not been a coaching staff that I haven't liked, so I'm sort For of sure. biased toward the coaches. But, uh, but, but those guys are, are trying too, too. I mean, Bo Baldwin won 100 games in this league during his won time. Won a national championship. I mean, he won a national championship. Yeah. I mean, Paul Wolf, his offensive line coach, is one of the great coaches in Big Sky over the last 25 years, too. I mean, they have veteran coaches there, too. So it was very surprising. And and then the co-defensive coordinator Von Oppen, yeah. who I learned a lot from his dad Fred Von Oppen. Oh, interesting! And I Cody in, played here for half a minute yeah. here at University of Montana. He's yeah. the same yeah, as my that's brother. That's right. And and so Fred was uh, the special teams coach for the 49ers when I went in there as a camp arm. And of course, I went to all special teams meetings. I learned a lot from him. He's quite a character. But Cody Von Oppen, his only goal. Basically, I mean, I'm sure he had some minor goals as well. But his major goal, come in and try to out-hit the Grizzlies. And he goes, that's going to be a great opportunity, but a great challenge. Just hard to out-hit Montana. And then Baldwin, of course, is an offensive guy. And he knew that they needed more than a handful of huge plays. And probably the ball bounced their way yeah. a few times for them to even to be in the game. Well, none of that happened. Right. Right. <laughs> not not one right. iota of that happened. So so it looks like they're a long ways away. But he does like his last two. I'm talking Baldwin. His last two recruiting classes. So typically, when you get a game like that, right, the 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 opponent that lost 57 to nothing is usually undermanned, which they were, but also young inexperienced, and they were making mistakes all over the place as well as being outmanned and out-hit. Yeah, I think that, no, I mean, not to spend too much time analyzing Cal Poly, the only team in the league that doesn't have a league win, but I do just find, I found it striking for two reasons. One, I totally get that they're in a gigantic rebuild at Cal Poly. They're going from playing basically a triple option flex defense style to playing a, you know, a gun gun spread and, and you know, way more modern quote-unquote style of football. But I, di- I didn't think that even the, the that sort of rebuild accounted for the fact that I thought once it was 14 nothing, then the skies opened up and then the whole field's covered in snow. One of the teams really enjoyed it and the other one did not. They wanted to go home. It really appeared that way, didn't it? It did. It did. It, even though, let me tell you, I played in a long-sleeve undershirt at home playing for the Grizz one time in four years. I played in a long-sleeve undershirt on the road more than here. Sure. So I suspect that some of these Grizz players have never played in that type of weather and footing no, no, and totally, all of that. Totally. Maybe they did in high school. But but the footing does become an issue. And I, you know my theory, uh, and, and I know that it's true. Rain or snow by itself, that equals advantage offense because sure. you know exactly where you're going. Right. And the defense has to react to you. Now, but 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 when you add it with cold and or wind, which was the case it's a little bit more advantage defense <clears throat> just because of ball security. The other thing, Coulter, that I, I noticed, there was 
more drop balls than I've seen in a singular game by both sides. Yeah. So that was an issue. Okay. The focus has to go way up in that type of weather. However, the ball security, it was neither good. team put the ball on the ground. That's right. There was no turnovers, right? So it looked like the focus was was really on the ball security, but the, the pass catchers have to really focus in in that type of weather. Uh, last point on Cal Poly before we talk a little bit more about the Grizz and they get into some NFL stuff. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg in studio with us uh, here on ESPN Radio. Uh, the other thing is, I think we expect really quick fixes in college football this day and age because you can bring in so many transfers. So you bring in all these recruits, and you can build the, the younger part of your roster, but then also have some ready-made guys ready to go with the older part of your roster. Cal Poly can't take any transfers because it's too hard to get into school there. Like That's, you know, like that's Coach, what Coach Baldwin told me. Right. I mean, he, Coach Alk was teasing us. He's like, well, you know, this never was going to be an issue because none of us are getting into school at Cal Poly. Yeah, we're like, no, we're not. None of us are getting into school at Cal Poly. So it, it is a challenge there. Yeah, well. Coach Baldwin told me the spot. I mean, they're literally five minutes from the beach. You know, it's big. And then the quality of education is big. And so he likes his last two classes. And so it might be another year or two before they're even competitive. Let's talk one last point about the Grizz before we talk about the NFL. It just seems like, I mean, I mean, a seventh-year senior is going to always be better than a sophomore at quarterback if, if the guy's got game experience. But it also just seemed like, I, I think one of the most undertold stories about this Grizz team is that because they have a defensive-minded, special teams-type head coach, mm-hmm. that's sort of the omnipresent identity of this team. But on offense, they're running this hurry-up where they need a quarterback that can make calls at the line, and if they can't make calls at the line, they can't get into anything. But when they have their guy back, that's so important in the run game too, right? I mean, it seemed yeah. like he was getting them in the right checks, and, and just the fluidity of him being back at the helm helped a lot. Well, first of all, it looked like Lucas Johnson, after missing, what, a, a game in more than a half, right? Almost two games. Yeah. Uh, he was in rhythm. I mean, in the pass game, in the run game, and, and to make your point, to do very little, right? And that's kind of what the Montana Grizz does. Do very little. Do it extremely well. Do it better than everybody else. You have to have really good players. You have to do it better than everybody. But you also have to have a quarterback that can almost always – Get you into the right play, dependent on front, coverage, support, those type of things. And it looked like Lucas was doing that just naturally. He was in rhythm throwing the ball. He was in rhythm with the play calls, all of those things. It just, you know, I think some people underestimate, you know, sort of the value of a player's, one player, individual player's presence on the field. It could be a corner. For sure. It could, certainly could be a quarterback. It could be a receiver. I, just the presence of that great, outstanding player, he's better than everybody else type thing, his presence on the field does other things. There's a lot of fingers to one man's presence. Well, that's right. It, it, it helps out everybody, right? Like, the Grizz can, say there, can sit there and, t- and talk the company line all they want. If I'm on the defensive side of the ball and I endure watching that Weaver State game, we're just carrying the team, and the Grizz can't even get a first down, I'm pissed, man. I'll be mad. So, you know, it, it just makes the confidence better. Like, you, you've been around this, right? When the defense has confidence in the quarterback. I mean, this that was like the Tim Tebow phenomenon for a little while, right? Tebow yep. was trash, but the defense liked him. And so they, they could play as a team. And it, it, you can see it so much when the whole organization has confidence in the guy running the show. Helps so much. That's correct. Defenses get lit up, right? I mean, they get juiced up. 
when the offense is doing some pretty good business. Yeah. It, at every level, it happens that way. You know, the other thing with Bobby, you know, the no stars thing. I mean, I'm kind of opposite of that. I love the superstars, right? <laughs> totally, man. I mean, I, I want my quarterback to be a super. I want my back and my receiver. I want my second. I want my linebackers to be superstars. I want superstars pass rushing our opponent's quarterback. But it, that that it's just that style, that philosophy. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornenweg in studio with me, Colter Nuanas, here on your Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're driving around, please drive slow. There's all sorts of road closures. They said uh, emergency travel only. I know most of us have nice big cars, so we can get around okay. But uh, take it slow. First snow of the year. The Monday afternoon quarterback is presented by Rome Student Housing. Rome Student Housing has all sorts of different types of units you can get. They have studio apartments, one-bedroom, one-bath, two-bedroom, two-bath, four-bedroom, two-bath, and even four-bedroom, four-bathroom, so everybody can have your own sink, your own shower, all that stuff. It also has all sorts of amenities, including multiple study rooms, an interior courtyard with fire pits, grilling stations, ping-pong tables, outdoor seating, all sorts of fun stuff. It's right there next to Kiwanis Park, so you have all sorts of activities right out your backyard, and it's only about a 15-minute walk from the University of Montana campus, so you don't even need to, to drive. So if you're looking for a place for you or your kids uh, to, to live right next to campus there on Front Street. Go check out Rome Student Housing, proud presenter of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback. We're going to take an early break. Come back. we got Dazzler's gift card for you. Plus, we're going to play a little Believe or Make Believe. Who do we believe in? Who do we not so far in the NFL? There's a whole bunch of maybe kind of surprising contenders. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Anybody that's ever seen Tyler Childers, if you've also ever seen our guy in the back, Andrew Houghton, they're the same. That's what you need to be for Halloween for the rest of time. You need to tell people, I'm Tyler Childers, and they'll be like, you nailed it. You, you, you just nailed it. Welcome back to what is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornenweg, in studio with us. We're going to talk all the way around the NFL for the next 30, 35 minutes, so very much looking forward to it. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. It's here. I think winter is officially upon us. It's snowing. It's blowing. They're going to have de-icers all over the road. That stuff is good for the, the traction underneath the wheels, bad for the undercarriage of your car. So you want to go over to Dazzler's, get it all washed off, keep the paint uh, all fresh and clean for you. Uh, all winter long. We got a $50 gift card for you at two Dazzlers Car Wash. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Pretty handy right next door, huh, Coach? Oh, it's the best, huh? It's it's a production going through Dazzlers Car Wash. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I totally enjoy it, too. I, uh, I just hope that people appreciate those guys because they get your truck just buffed up just like, 
ready to roll right away. It's pretty cool. Give them a little tip on the way out. That's exactly right. Uh, they also have a great promotion uh, coming up pretty soon. We'll let you know when this is officially, officially rolling. By the way, 406 888 Uh Caller number two. We got a uh, gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. But Dazzler's also has a fun giveaway coming up. They're giving away two tickets to the Raiders-Chargers game on December 4th. The promotion is going to be on Facebook, so make sure you go uh, follow Dazzler's Car Wash on Facebook. They're very interactive there on Facebook. That's actually how I first got a hold of these guys and was able to get them on the show as one of our uh, – latest partners, but uh, they'll have a whole contest description there. You can sign up for a wash package and you get multiple entries and uh, do it now because you're going to get a chance to go uh, see the Raiders versus the Chargers. So that's coming up and uh, we appreciate Dazzlers for their continued sponsorship of us here at uh, ESPN Radio. Coach, the news of the day, not that surprising when you've been following along, is Frank Reich out in oh. Indianapolis. And uh, it's a bummer because the whole thing is sort of unraveled on the Colts. They drafted a guy who I think that most people thought was a transcendent generational type quarterback in Andrew Luck. Yep. And then Andrew Luck got beat to hell for his first couple of years because they had no offensive line. And then they built him this powerhouse offensive line and Andrew Luck retires. And then they've just been back to square one with a rent quarterback for like four years in a row. And despite a great O-line and great players on defense and one of the best running backs in the league, it just hasn't worked. And, and Indy has just been pretty mediocre. So you got to feel bad for Frank Reich just as a guy because he's a – I mean, it seems like he's an awesome dude. But uh, not that surprising after they got drilled 26-3 to by the Patriots yesterday. I was still surprised because Frank, he's he's a good coach. He's a good coach. And, 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 and he has done well there when he had the really good quarterback. And that, that goes to show you – if you're a revolving door at the quarterback spot, even if they're pretty good, that's a tough road to hoe. And their line, their offensive line, just wasn't playing like they had in the past as well. Uh, so the big surprise, that wasn't the biggest surprise of the whole situation. The biggest surprise is who they hired as the interim head coach. Right out of the ESPN studios. Uh, when I first got the alert, I said, huh, I wonder if they'll just you know go internal. Most of the time, you just have an interim coach that's on the staff, the coordinator or whatever. Instead, they go with Jeff Saturday, who's one of the most celebrated players in the history of Indianapolis Colts football. He's a legend. He's in their ring of, of honor, and you know, he was Peyton Manning's center. But, I mean, he's been an analyst. Is he even a coach? That, that's a crazy move. Okay, so I know Jeff a little bit. He, he's been on... The 33rd sure. team with us just a little bit. I mean, he seems like an exceptionally smart guy. His an- analysis is awesome. But, again, I don't know if, how, how, what the transition's like as a coach, though. Well, great player, really good analyst. He did coach in high school for a couple years, and I believe he was 16 and 14. And you know what an ex-player does that? It's usually when one of their kids is playing, sure. typically, and he, he tries to help out. So, uh Right out of the set, you know, I can only think of a couple really strange ones. You remember the Jerry Faust fella from high school to Notre Dame? That didn't work well. And then I was in the middle of one. Yeah, Matt Millen, you know, from to the president from from a, a, a really good player uh, to to the broadcasting to president and GM and. Man alive, I think it was 10 straight years without a winning record Man. in Detroit before he got fired. So that's the classic example of 
making the mistake of hiring an ex-player with absolutely no experience. There's some really good coaches that are ex-players, but typically they spent several years sure. as as a role type of player, assistant-wise, and then and then a position coach, and then a coordinator, and it can go fast for an ex-player. But typically, to make it work, you have to have some experience. And I hope that Jeff does pretty well. It's so unique. I mean, he's smart enough. Uh, he's a can he adjust really quickly? You know what's going to get him though? I will tell you, they even though he's in the media, the pull of the media. Every day, multiple times a day, right. the fellows aren't ready for. That's why in the NFL, they force every coordinator to have one press conference a week, right? They have their four. And, and the NFL thinks it will help them with the media obligations when they become a head coach. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a great point. And it is, I mean, it's all the time, right? I mean, y- you might get interviews multiple times a day, right? I mean, there's reporters there all the time. They have open locker room access. And, I mean, it's just a, it's a totally different deal. It's not like this eight minutes on Mondays in college football like we get with the Grizz. Like, there's reporters there every single day, right? Every day. If Look, look it. If you get one of those national reporters calling you uh, at midnight the night before a 1 o'clock game, you need to pick it up or – or call him back. I mean, it's 24-7 with the media as a head coach in the NFL. It's that important. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas. Now, a couple of Montana updates for you from the NFL. Uh, Troy Anderson looks like he is going to be at least a part-time, if not full-time starter now the second half of the year because one of the deals uh, at the trade deadline was the Falcons unloaded Deion Jones for uh, some draft picks. Deion Jones is the other inside linebacker there in Atlanta, Sort of built similarly to Troy. He's not quite as big and tall, but a really fast, you know, three, four inside linebacker that can run sideline to sideline. So unloading him, I think, shows you that that the the Falcons have more confidence in uh, the development and progression of uh, the Dylan kid, Troy Anderson. Sorry, Torre, who caught his first touchdown last week, former Grizz wide receiver who had a year at Nebraska before making it to the Green Bay Packers. He's got he's like in the starting lineup now because the Packers are so. Short-handed on the outside, but Torre had two catches for 34 yards, and then uh, Will Disley, who's somehow still like one of the quiet uh, stories out of Montana, even though he's been a starter in the NFL for three years now as a tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. He had three grabs for 24 yards. So, uh, Coach, last thing on the broad scopes before we do some uh, believe or make believe here with NFL teams: the trade deadline was crazy this year. It seemed like it was more crazy than it has been. It seems that way. Here's what's happening, right? Because there's so many variables that go into a trade, right? Sure. Okay, salary cap. I mean, the the team that's trading a really good player in many of these cases are paying most of his salary. Right. In, in fact, up to sometimes the minimum. You're right, and so the team that's that's collecting him is only paying the minimum, so they can stay under their cap, right? So they're they're finding creative ways to make some of these trades happen, and every trade is for a reason now, right? And and both teams think they're going to win out, you know, whether they receive a player, and sometimes he's on his last year. He might be on the last year of his rookie year. They're going to have to re-sign him to make it work, uh, either before the season's over or in the offseason. And then the team that gets draft picks are accumulating draft picks and sometimes in a rebuild mode. 
As we've stated on the uh, Monday afternoon quarterback here, which, by the way, thanks to uh, Dazzler's Car Wash for their continued support of us here. And uh, congratulations to the winner of our $50 gift card. We'll have another one for you next week. We have sort of defined the, the teams that I think we, we agree on that are true uh, you know, front-running contenders. Uh, I thought you know, the Chiefs proved again last night that they can, they can win ugly. They've won pretty this year. They've won ugly this year. The Bills actually took one on the chin, but I still think they're pretty darn good. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of other teams that have been a little bit surprising. But then now here we are, and we're kind of almost to the midpoint of the year. And so it's hard to say that they're just jokes. So this is believe or make-believe. Do we believe in these teams or not yet? Uh, we'll start with the team that punched the Bills right in the chin, the New York Jets. They looked good yesterday, man. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, look, they've got a fabulous defense. And then they've got a young quarterback, right, with a few weapons. So with that great defense, they're trying to keep this young quarterback out of what I call the mess, mm-hmm. right? Unlike what, what the Chiefs and Titans, that quarterback played a pretty good game for the Titans, right? Willis, I kind of liked him coming out, I by did, the way. too. I actually yeah. thought he was a great value. I mean, if you get him in the third round, yeah. that's a great value because he was – some people thought he was a first-round guy. Yeah, they moved up a few spots to grab him in the third. You know, the, the always the question is, will he be able to throw the football well enough – to play quarterback at a at a high level in the NFL, and I I my point was yes, he will be able to at some point. But they kept him out of the mess really well. I mean, he only completed a handful of balls throughout the game. But then all of a sudden, right, the Chiefs are up by three in overtime, and he takes. Then they have to put him in the mess, and he takes two horrific sacks. But uh, so the Jets are keeping their young guy out of the mess because. They can because of their defense. And that's right. And, they, and that's the thing that's the undertold story about the Jets. A lot of times we gravitate toward, you know, young quarterbacks coming of age a little early. And that's sort of the, one of the storylines that the media is pumping. They also had the emergence of Brees Hall, who then suffered a terrible knee injury, which was too bad. They're running back out of Boise State. But they still have Michael Carter, who's a great player at running back. But that's all to say, though. The reason, the number one reason the Jets are good is because the Jets drafted in the top 10 for about five years in a <laughs> yeah. row. And guess what they did? They got all the big boys up front. I mean, Quinn and Williams, one of the best inside guys in the league. Carl Lawson, Solomon Thomas. I mean, those guys are so good on the front line. And then I thought one of the most underrated uh, free agent signings of the offseason was C.J. Mosley. He was a great player in uh, Baltimore. So to get him at a, a bargain deal like that, I mean, that can change your whole defense, right? Because that dude, yeah. he he can run the whole thing. He's so smart. I was with him with I, the I knew, Ravens. I figured, yeah. And this man is a player for sure. Uh, so uh, anywhere he would have went, and any team, he was gonna be a big influence on that team in a positive way, both leadership ability and his playing prowess. It's always funny to me, you know, because we have sort of these defined position values in the NFL, right? Quarterback, corner, left tackle, inside linebacker, running back, like the two where people just think they're kind of just expendable. Correct. Except for when you have a guy like that who's one of the best guys in the league. I mean, he he's ready to roll at all times. Yeah, so you hit the head on the nail, Coulter. I mean, quarterback line, right? Uh, and, and then pass rushers and cover men, right? right? That's the NFL. 
but a great inside linebacker or middle linebacker and or and or a great running back may trump that thought process as you're building a team. Especially with the guys that they have that are so young, too. They need a guy that's older that can just kind of show them the way. They also drafted great in the secondary, too. I mean, Sash Gardner's been as advertised as well. So uh, I believe in the Jets. I, I don't know if I'm saying I believe that they can go on a run and win the Super Bowl, but I certainly believe in them as a division a title contender and, and a playoff team. Absolutely. And in the for the future, if they can keep that defense together and keep building around the young quarterback, they may have a special type of team very quickly. Believe or make believe, we're going through some of the uh, middle of the NFL type teams that have been, you know, trying to find a way, trying to trying to surge, or that have been surprising better than maybe people expected. How about the uh, Los Angeles Chargers? We I feel like we talk about them almost every week. Where are we at with the Chargers? Man alive, are they five and three? They're five and three, oh, they, and, but they, it looks ugly. It looks ugly. They, I mean, they're having to pull it out of nowhere. I mean, it's like they're grasping for straws. They they never. I think part of it's because they're because Justin Herbert he looks so good doing it that it's hard to really compartmentalize when he struggles. Yeah. Because he just throws it better than almost anybody in the league. Yeah, so he's so talented, right? So talented. But but you've said this before about this young man, the consistency part. So that whole team, if they can get just a little bit of consistency going, now they're going to make a run and they're going to look good doing it. Because they're 5-3 and and it looks bad. Well, that's typically a good sign if you can sort of pull that thing together. You also wonder, too, I mean... Again, sometimes we, we focus too much on the offense and the quarterback operation and all that stuff, and they have been shorthanded on offense. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams have both missed extended periods of time. But then the other thing is that they signed Khalil Mack, and he's not quite what he once was, but to be a spot guy like they needed him to be, you needed Joey Bosa. And then when Joey Bosa got hurt, that not only decimates your defensive front, but it also makes Khalil Mack less effective. Yeah, Khalil Mack now... Uh, sometimes when you acquire even a great veteran player, it may take several games. It may take half year. It may even take a full year for them to acclimate themselves yeah. and get back playing at that high level. Why? Terminology, players around him, coaches knowing what his strengths are, putting him to use uh, to, to, to right directly to his strengths. So all those things have to come into play. Now, every now and then, and kind of the further you are away from the ball, it happens quicker, like a receiver. You can plug and play, typically, a receiver fairly quickly. You also wonder, too, if he, you know, Cleo Max used to be in the dude, like the alpha dog, and then he gets to, to Los Angeles, and, you know, their, their talent is better than what their defensive production has been. They got, they got dudes like Derwin James, who's supposed to be one of the best safeties in the league, guys like Asante Samuel, who have been great corners, so... You wonder if there's a sort of a difference in just uh, the hierarchy of leadership as well. I, I'm not a believer in the in the Chargers yet. I, they got to be more consistent for me. Uh, well, yeah, okay. So, but if they gain that consistency, I'm a big believer. Well, and that's the thing is, if they catch lightning, you can't really do anything beyond what the talent that they have at quarterback is. Okay, so. They're, it looks ugly. They're five and three. You want your team playing its very best down the stretch sure. and into the playoffs. So is that going to happen for the Chargers? That's that's if that happens, whoo, look out. The other uh, team that's been so hot lately, ever since the the massive controversy slash uh, nauseating circumstance with Tua Tagovailoa, is the Miami Dolphins. And you know it was it was the talk of the league for a couple weeks when Tua hit his head and. And it wasn't pretty, but now he's back and he looks better than ever. And 
first of all, you got to be happy for this kid because he went through it. I mean, his his star shot into the stratosphere, and he was the most popular college football player in the country. And then he gets the Bo Jackson injury and rips his leg out of his socket, and it's like he might be done forever. Then he gets to the NFL. So much drama in Miami. So much drama this last offseason, whether it was Brian Flores getting fired or the Deshaun Watson drama, or them dabbling and maybe getting Deshaun Watson, all of it. And then Tua comes out, he's good, he gets hurt, and then it's controversial that he's back, but the last couple of weeks he's been lights out. Oh, I I, he, I like this young man. I, I didn't have him quite as high, I will I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of the hip. Sure. In fact, I like Jalen Hurts coming out a little bit better than Tua. Well, you look smart right now. <laughs> well, well I, I mean, now, Tua's lighting it off. If he can stay healthy, Coulter, oh, what a great draft pick it was for them. And he's got some weapons around. It's a pretty good football team now. Well, I've been so – I was I was very skeptical of Mike McDaniel coming in there. I look at this guy, I'm like, dude, this guy's like 25 years old. He, he played college football for one year in the Ivy League. Yeah. He's like a mathematician nerd. I'm like, is this really – going to happen, but then you realize, okay, comes from the Shanahan coaching tree, so he's going to know how to run the ball, and they, they have just been dynamic in the way they use those receivers. I mean, when you pair Jalen Waddle and Jalen and uh, and the Cheetah Tyree Kill together, I mean, look, if you run RPO stuff and you're getting the ball out quick, good luck. He's got weapons. Weapons. And you know, you, you talk about the leadership quality of a head coach. It comes into play. It will come into play. It's already come into play. So even though he does look a little odd, you know, with the glasses and his youth, and I think he looks younger than he really is. Yeah, for sure. Right? Uh, you know, behind the scenes, he may be a very good leader. And if he's not, he's got a good enough team to sort of learn as he goes as well. Well, he's from a play calling standpoint, he's been tremendous. And and that's been one of the keys of the Dolphins' success there at 6-3 and three now. I'm a, I'm a slight believer in the Dolphins, I think, because not only do they have really good offensive skill personnel, they can run the ball a little bit, they're good on defense, and uh, I don't know, it's crazy how much things change, right? The AFC East, for 15 years, was the Patriots and no one. Now, the Patriots are pretty good, and they're still in the bottom of the division right now, because everybody in that division is pretty good. Yeah, and the Dolphins are kind of leading that charge there, as long as, once again, Tua, if he stays healthy, I'm a believer. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morinweg, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. We do this the second hour of each Monday show here on Nuanas. Now it's presented in part by Front Street Pizza. Front Street Pizza located downtown Missoula on Front Street, right below Rome Student Housing. Delicious pizza that can serve it to you by the slice or fresh pipe and hot pizza pie. Go check out Front Street Pizza, traditionally sourced and delicious there in the heart of Missoula. Okay, three more believe or make believe. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? Are we there with them yet? Five and four, second in the AFC North right now behind the Baltimore Ravens who are playing tonight. So that's a two-man race right there. And do both of them get in the playoffs, or does only the the, the division winner get in? That's going to be interesting as we go. I think that Cincinnati, for me to be a true believer, they got to have Jamar Chase back. Because I think that Joe Burrow's a great quarterback, but Jamar Chase makes him so much better because Chase is just one of the best players in the league. Good point. They got to have Jamar Chase back for me to be a believer. So I'm saying, not quite believing in the Bengals yet. I do think they're probably a playoff team, but I don't know if they have the magic. But you know, who knows? They they were 
they were as up and down as any team in the entire league last year for about 12 games. And then they hit it. Put it together. And boom, they didn't lose for about two months. And uh, that's what I mean, that's what you can get when you have a young team. They got hot and overachieved they did, last year. For sure. So they and they, and then they got hit in the face a little bit early this year. And they've recovered. And I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that they, they're gonna make a run. They they've got such a good quarterback. They're well coached. They've got a decent defense. It's a two horse race in that division. So we'll see that next game against Baltimore will be very interesting. Last two for you, the Minnesota Vikings. It's funny because I, I like, want to not believe in them. And then this, I mean. <laughs> you love the Vikings. I, I, they, go out, they go out and trade for T.J. Hawkinson. is one of the best dual tight ends in the league. I mean, it's it's like George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson as far as guys that can block and catch. And, uh, I mean, as bad as I freaked out all summer long when we were trying to fill airtime, I went on at least three rants just destroying Kirk Cousins and, I, I'm, I gotta eat crow, man. I'm wrong. He's playing outside of his mind. He he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's crazy. He's playing really well. The quarterback's playing well. The defense is playing well. The special teams is playing. They've put it together For now. Sure. I think they're a little overachieving as well. They are. But I do have them as a little bit better than solid plus. Those type of teams make it to the playoffs, and then if they're playing their very best, who knows? I mean, when you got a guy that has truly emerged as a super-duper star in Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's he's 100 he's, yards and a touchdown every single game these days. And then you pair him with a guy when he's healthy, one of the best running backs in the league in Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Then you get him a new tight end option. The offensive line's playing good, and all of a sudden the momentum starts to build. I also think, though, I think that maybe the two most underrated free agent acquisitions in the offseason defensively this year in the NFL was Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills because Von Miller still got juice. He can still come off the edge. And Zazaria Smith, man, they thought he was – they just left him for dead in Green Bay. And now, I mean, he's leading the league in sacks. He's tearing it up for the Vikings. Yeah, sometimes a little change of scenery. For sure. Becomes good for a player. We talked about sometimes it takes a little while. Sometimes only a change of scenery. is. Sometimes it's even – it's better for the team that he's leaving and it's better for him with his new team. And sometimes guys are motivated by that too, right? Like, hey, yes. this team didn't think I was good enough anymore. They get rid of him and then, okay, I'm going to go show you, especially when you go into the division, right? That's a great point. That happens more than one would think. Uh, last one for Believer. And, and, and I, I am tepid in believing in the Vikings, but I do think – now you can say the Vikings have an inside track to the playoffs because not only do they already have seven wins banked, and not only are they playing great under their first-year head coach, their division's awful. I mean, yeah. the Packers aren't any good, and, and the Bears aren't <laughs> any good, and the Lions aren't any good. So you know, they're going to get you know three or four more division wins alone, whether they do whatever they do outside of their own division. Uh, the last one, team we've been talking about for weeks, but they just keep on doing it, the Seattle Seahawks. Man. I'm biased toward the Seahawks, but I only have them. As a solid plus team, yeah. I've got the Vikings as a better than solid plus. Yeah. Uh, they and look at they play as a team. They do play as a team. They win as a team. They play solid defense. The offense sort of plays with the defense. The special teams are good. The quarterback's playing like people thought he may. You know, coming out of uh, West Virginia. So so uh, and they're well coached. So I, I but I only have them as a solid plus team. These type of teams are bubble playoff teams. That's right. And and so I would see them as a bubble playoff team. It's also fascinating because Russell Wilson, and it's so funny that everybody's learning about Russell Wilson now that he's not stuck in the upper left-hand corner of the United States, but he was constantly bellyaching about everything in Seattle, whether it was the offensive coordinator, the offensive line, or whatever. But now 
they got a way more steady guy in there. Maybe not as electric, but you know, way more committed to the, the like you're saying, winning as a team. But then they also rebuilt that offensive line because Russell Wilson cried about it for so long, and now they're good on the offensive line. So uh, Geno Smith gets to reap the benefits. There you go. That's some believe or make believe here on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Barney. We'll talk some Monday night football right after this. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Is Nuwana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Ever get a chance to see the great Dwight Yoakam? Do it. I promise you. You will have a phenomenal time. One of the best live acts I've ever seen. Love me some Dwight Yoakam. Welcome back. Winding down here on your Monday. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mortaway in studio with us. The uh, Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints coming up. This uh, last little bit, presented by Sportsbet Montana, the line on the game tonight, Ravens minus one and a half. This has moved down from three and a half. So there's people putting some action in on the Saints, which is interesting because I think the Saints are are pretty mercurial. They're pretty up and down. But if you want to place a bet on the game, go find a Sportsbet Montana kiosk near you. Just go to their uh, website. You can find locations throughout the state of Montana, as well as uh, you can always get that Sportsbet Montana app on your phone as well. Uh, Coach, what do you think of this one? The Ravens have been such an interesting team because they've been winning more than losing, but they seem like they're really close to being like one of the best teams in the league. They've been in some some of the craziest games of the year so far this year. What what an adjustment by Mike McDonald, their new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? They were horrendous early in the year, and he yep. made a whole philosophical adjustment. They're playing decent defense. They've got the great Lamar Jackson with some weapons. They're five and three at the three and five, I believe, Saints, right? Okay, and the, that's the line. And, and, and I also think this might be one big factor. The Baltimore Ravens know Andy Dalton from his time in Cincinnati. They right. know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. We'll see tonight. If they put that in play, I suspect that they will. The Ravens also made a huge upgrade by adding Roquan Smith, who's one of the best inside linebackers in the league. And uh, that's definitely a, a boon for your defense. Uh, I, I just think that because John Harbaugh's done it so consistently there, like this sort of roller coaster the Ravens have been on, they're going to find their stride, I think. They, they just have too much culture and too much tradition to not. As long as they stay healthy. That's and right. they've got to keep Lamar healthy. Yeah. I, I mean, just he's he's just such a different, different difference maker, a special dude, so different for a team with one week of preparation. For sure. Yeah. I just think it's so annoying, too, because everybody's been talking. Whenever Lamar Jackson had, he's been awesome at certain times this year. Uh, and he's also uh, had a couple moments. But everybody that's been screaming and yelling about the contract, the dude's not thinking about his contract in the middle of the game. I just think it's so crazy when they go that route. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. He has had some game-losing choices sure. and, and throws, right? 
that's a he's a young dude now. Sure. Right? He he hasn't dropped back in the pocket all that much. So he is still learning. As long as he learns from him, and this dude's hard-headed now, I mean, he is going to learn. And I mean that in a good way, the hard-headed. He will learn. He's determined to be great. He's built to play the quarterback position in the NFL. If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Monday uh, afternoon quarterback for hour number two, as well as the Montana football hour in hour number one. That's our jam-packed Monday for you as we do to start off uh, each week. We'll be back at tomorrow. We did a lot of high school football today, but we'll do some more high school football tomorrow. We'll have some great guests for you from the prep ranks as well. And uh, we'll also give you an update on high school volleyball. It's the state tournament, the all-class state tournament there in Bozeman uh, is coming up this weekend as well. One of the great extravaganzas in all of prep sports. Uh, so we'll do that. But go check out the Nuanas Now podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Coach, thanks for being here, man. Go Lions. Go Saints. Go Grizz beat up on the Eastern Washington high-flying Eagles. Now, they've lost. What What have they lost? They've lost a ton. They've yeah. won one out yeah. of their last eight games yeah. or some crazy yeah. thing. So yeah. it'll be much like this past week. I think so. Uh, you can catch Coach Marty on the TV call this upcoming weekend, and we, he'll be back next week. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 Montana Advocates. Dot com.